0: A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Haley, happy Saturday.
1: Happy Saturday, Dan. I
0: have something kind of fun to start the show off with. You've been here for just over a year. Just over a year. Breaking you in, you're doing really well. Actually, we went back and listened to one of your first, the very ones, first one, and you sound almost the same. Yeah, yeah. Not so cringeworthy at all. Either you're not improving, or you were just <laughs> <laughs> good, right I'm from an the get go. Yeah. Anyway, you've been here for a year, and previously, mm-hmm. I did this with Betsy, Betsy Thompson, and she started it with me, and we worked our way through, created the thing, and then she left. And we were always going to have her back on the show so that we could talk to her and see how she was doing. And I wish I could follow this all up with saying, hey, she's on the phone. She's not. We still haven't been able to work that out. Time wise. Her schedule yeah. is crazy and we just haven't made that happen. But while she can't be here, she does have a really fun story <laughs> that I'm going to do my best to relate. And there's some great info that we can get out of it. Yeah, I got definitely. a call from her the other day. She had probably the worst morning that... I think I've ever heard of.
1: I would have to agree. Yeah, yeah I'm sure there yeah. are worse, but
0: this one it's was pretty really bad. bad. So early, you know, quarter to 6, something like that, she's letting the dog out to do the dog's morning business. business and gets Heidi outside. Heidi's a Saint Bernard. She's lost a fair amount of weight, but she's still a Saint Bernard. Giant. So, giant dog. Heidi gets out the door, Betsy's standing there, come on, we gotta get going, I gotta get to work, right? Heidi heads around the house real quick, she sees something. Oh, it's rabbits, Betsy figures, because they got rabbits over there. So she's hollering at Heidi, but yeah. Heidi doesn't move, so of course Betsy's gotta go get her. So she comes around the corner and there's Heidi, and all of a sudden Heidi is backing up really fast. So Betsy figured, maybe she's being obedient. And she's finally yeah, she's listening, actually listening to all my yelling. Well, that's when Betsy noticed this little black shape in front of Heidi, and she's thinking, what is that? That's a big rabbit. Oh, and it gosh. turns around and she sees the white stripe. As the tail goes up, she realizes yep. it's a skunk. And there you go. Heidi and gets hit. doomed. Point blank range. I asked if Betsy got hit. She managed to avoid... The direct the spray. But <laughs> Heidi got all of it. Ugh. And Betsy said, when you run over or ride over a skunk that's been hit on the road, mm-hmm. I can't smell them.
1: Right, yeah. You have and no idea so what this experience would be like. what it
0: smells like. <laughs> but she says that was about an eighth... Of what the smell is like when you're right I on top of it. I can't imagine. Yeah, she oh. says it was. It's in your brain. It tries to pull your brain out through your face, through okay, your that's nose. That's a good description. That's what it feels yeah. like. So anyway, they're panicking. What do we do? We've got this horrible stench. I got to get to work. Blah blah blah. And my first thought was tomato juice. Yeah, yeah, I've read that. I've heard that. You just douse the dog because everybody's got covered. I mean, tomato panicked. juice. I would have panicked.
1: I would have just gotten in the shower, you know?
0: And that's the other thing. You rinse it off with yeah. water, right? Well, it turns out both of those things, Betsy figured out, before she did them, because that's always how she did it. <laughs> I figured it out after, after. the fact. <laughs> yeah. She figures it out ahead of time that those are both... You know, not necessarily the way to go. She heard the tomato juice thing is a myth. It doesn't work as well as you think, and the water is potentially bad. She found something that was really good. It worked really well, and so we're relaying it. It was a mixture of hydrogen peroxide, baking soda, and Dawn dish soap. Apparently a chemist, Paul Krabam, which sounds Hmm. not made up at all.
1: Yeah, trustworthy. This is
0: real. He's found you can neutralize the stink by mixing those chemicals. Hydrogen peroxide, baking soda, and, and I should give the amounts. A quart of 3% hydrogen peroxide and a quarter cup of baking soda is going to be mixed into a bucket. Don't put it in a little bottle, a little spray bottle. Right, it's going to foam. Right, in a bubble and could make that bottle explode or whatever. And then you add a teaspoon or so of dishwashing soap like Dawn and that will help work it through the fur. You take that and then work that into the dog's fur. Be careful around the eyes. Be careful around any kind of cuts or anything like that because it will sting and once you get it all covered once you get the dog all covered once Betsy had Heidi all lathered up she noticed the stink was dramatically reduced and at that point you can rinse if you rinse first hit it with water first it you becomes can like
1: set it in right
0: in a way it becomes resistant do anything to remove it, you know, <sighs> chemically or to cover it up or neutralize it. Yeah. So don't hit it with water first. Don't hit it with the tomato juice. So nuts. Go to this mix. I'll put a link to the article in the show notes so you can check them out. And it's definitely something to think about because when the event happens, mm-hmm. there's a lot of panic that's going uh,
1: on. Yeah. I don't know. I think I would have messed that up.
0: Uh, we're royally. all done here. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. No, I, I feel like right? life is is over now <laughs> i've been sprayed by a skunk no she also i should mention that she picked up a an over-the-counter skunk smell remover hmm. she just got it they make
1: something a, a local department yeah, okay. store
0: right that is available all around here that worked really well as well she said the whole thing in combination was super no residual stink and she said the people at Impressive. work when she got there four hours late she said none of them reacted to her as if she were stinking. Good. (laughs) I said, they're just being nice. (laughs)
1: Did you smell that, Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Anyway, Uh so I thought that was kind of fun. I wish we could have had her on to explain that to us, but someday. Yeah. Now, you've got a Valentine's thing that you want to do. And that's kind of funny because we've got, we were trying to think, yeah. how do we tie the two together?
1: Skunks and then Valentine's Day. And I thought, well, it's Peppy Le Pew. Yeah. Right? Perfect.
0: <laughs> Absolutely perfect. So a great transition. Maybe that was the skunk that Heidi ran into. Exactly. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Early Valentine's Day present, clearly. Um, so I've got some questions, some Valentine's Day trivia. Now, why do you even want to do this? You, you love holiday stuff. I like to do some festive segments. Yeah. yeah the yeah. first one we did was for Fourth of July. We did... A fun one for Christmas. We did a whole did show one for, for Christmas. Thanksgiving. Yeah. So you know. this is the so Valentine's why not one. Valentine's Day?
0: You snag some questions and you're going to... Quiz you. Quiz me. I have no <laughs> idea what you're going to ask. No. Everybody can You'll play along at home. You'll probably get all
1: of them wrong because they're actually kind of bizarre. Okay. Of okay. Yeah.
0: I, well, I'm going to surprise you because I am sharp as a tack. Psychic, maybe? No, sharp as a tack. All
1: right. So the first question, and this one is actually connected as well. How many people typically buy Valentines for their pets?
0: How many people? I, you're going to have to, are we talking a percentage? Because I don't, I mean, am I going to have to come up with a number? A
1: number. How many people?
0: Where? What, what is in my pool that I'm, in the U.S.? Yeah. How many people are in the U.S. is the question I'm asking you.
1: You don't get to follow the question with a question. I like to answer most of my questions with
0: a question, (laughs) don't I? Let's see here. I don't even know how many people are in the U.S. That's all
1: there's millions and millions and millions and
0: millions. Three hundred million people.
1: Wow, no, nine million. $291
0: minus 191 million $291
1: That's a lot of spoiled pets. Nine that, million pets receive not Valentine's. nearly enough. Apparently not.
0: Apparently, Do you I've get got, Maggie got, a Valentine? I've got stock in the Valentine <laughs> uh, pet industry, so I'd like to see Clearly. more. <laughs> Let's get out there. Our pets are being neglected.
1: Now All I right. want to get burger something for Valentine's Day. Okay,
0: so O for 1. 0 for 1.
1: All right. Why did women and girls eat bizarre foods on Valentine's Day in the medieval times?
0: Okay, what are the bizarre foods? You don't know that? They're
1: I'll just... give you an example. Yeah,
0: I'd love that. I'd love that. Hedgehog. They'd eat a hedgehog?
1: Yeah, why would they Not eat raw. it?
0: Not
1: a roasted.
0: Oh, okay, that's yeah. weird. <laughs> <hard. laughs> okay, we got him cornered. Somebody put a brick on him and I'll bite him. Oh, um, why would they do that? Yeah,
1: why would they do that?
0: make the candy of the time period taste better?
1: Gross. Uh, no, it's if you, so that they would dream about their future husbands.
0: If I eat a hedgehog, <laughs> you dream about your future husband? Apparently.
1: Yeah, well, I think that it's because... Why? I had to look into this because I was very curious like why on earth would they think a hedgehog would be responsible for this magic? And it's, I think, because in... Uh, Bulgaria, there's a legend that the sun decided to marry the moon. Okay. All right. Okay. And they invited all the animals to their wedding.
0: Right. That's what you would do. That's Clearly. What the sun would do.
1: <laughs> you need guests. It's weird they didn't invite planets, but well, you know, it's nice of them to invite the animals. About the animals. Right. But the hedgehog was the only one that didn't appear.
0: Had things to do. Kind of rude. So
1: the son decided to go look for the hedgehog and figure out why the heck aren't you at my wedding right now and finds the hedgehog eating stones.
0: Eating stones?
1: Eating stones. Okay. And the son was like, Why are you sitting here eating stones? He's like, Well, I'm learning to eat stones because when you marry the moon, you're going to have lots of sun children and they will get so big and bright that they're going to burn up all of the food on the earth. And so I need to learn to eat stones.
0: Because that's all that's gonna be around.
1: Exactly. And so the sun actually hearing this decides to call off the wedding and does not marry the moon. The wedding's Saving off. the worlds from starvation.
0: So why are we eating hedgehogs? Well,
1: I think because in this story, the hedgehog is full of wisdom, right? He's like seeing the future effects of decisions.
0: That's what I love about myths. A hedgehog's eating stones and says the million suns are going to come out and burn up all the food. And so people decide to eat hedgehogs. No, he's brilliant, right? They see that as wisdom. Right, yeah. I say anything remotely like that, we don't think we're insane. But apparently that was brilliant, so we eat them. That's insane. Hoping to see the future. Yes. I wonder if they're yummy.
1: It's possible.
0: They probably taste like chicken.
1: Yeah, probably. All right. So
0: what's the next question that you've got? You what got a minute per- left.
1: What percentage of all Valentines sold are purchased by women?
0: To give to themselves?
1: No, just in general. What percentage, what percentage? of all of Valentines sold oh, are purchased say, by women?
0: Oh, mm, I bet it's lower than I think it is. 40%. Oh, it was the other way.
1: Yeah. 85% of all Valentines sold are purchased by women, which means exactly what you said. They're buying them for themselves.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I should have gone with my gut. Yeah. That's never been my thing. Normally, I go the opposite of what my gut says.
1: Well. Should we go left? I
0: really feel left. Yep, it's right. Got to be right.
1: I'm actually glad to hear this because I... I always buy myself something for Valentine's Day. Jordan's very good at Valentine's Day, but I like a guarantee. You like a good (laughs) gift
0: for sure. (laughs) Well, we're gonna put a link to all of your questions. I got none of them right. Hopefully, you got some of them right. Hopefully, everybody's getting ready to celebrate a great Valentine's Day coming up. Hopefully, you're not buying your own presents. Yeah. Or if you are, it's okay. You're You're not alone. (laughs) Right. All right. We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about getting our basements looking great, even if they're cinder block dirty scary places we can help make them beautifulish beautifulish yeah <laughs> let's go with that that's all just ahead stick around helping you turn your house into your dream home this is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Haley, some of us have finished lower levels in our home, right?
1: Yeah, a lower level. That's it's what very, we call it, too. You know, pristine.
0: Right. If that's what we've got, that's what we call it. Some of us have basements.
1: Yeah, I have a basement.
0: And that's what we call them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we who have basements call them lower levels because we're trying. <laughs> to you know, feel not so ridiculous in a conversation with outclassed. other people, yeah. right? And then the people who know us well enough say, uh, "No, see, yours is a basement, <laughs> right? It's a basement. Mine's a basement lower level. Snobs,
1: right? Well, well, we know
0: what it is." Some yeah. of them are no, really I nice places, and others are kind of dungeony.
1: Yeah. My Cob old house... Webs, dusty.
0: Cobwebs, cinder block. It's not painted. Right. It's dark. It's not a nice place to be. And really, that's too bad, because there's a lot of space down there that could be really usable.
1: Yeah, it might not ever be like a stunning living space, but I think it's a lot of usable square footage still. Well, I know
0: years back at the old house that I had in town in Zealand... It's one of my favorite projects of all time. I tackled that basement, Mm -hmm. which was really, really cringy, Scary cringy.
1: Yeah, like avoid going down there. Yeah, Yeah. nobody
0: wanted to be down there. We drew straws to see who had to get hamburger out of the freezer. But (laughs) I repainted that space. It took a little bit of work, a little bit of cleaning, a little bit of painting, Mm -hmm. all of that. But once we were done, we completely changed the whole look and feel of the area. And we went from being afraid to go down there to having the kids spend a fair amount of time down there. They had a playroom, and they loved it. So that's what we want to talk about. And in fact, looking ahead to the end of the show, we're going to be in the studio with Nick Sargent from Johnson Carpet One talking about flooring for home gyms. Which
1: largely end up in the basement.
0: Right. So let's help you get that space prepared. The best it possibly can. And it's a simple project for the most part. And really, the biggest part of it all is going to focus on prep work. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, really any project, let's be honest, you've got to do really good prep so that you actually have a successful paint project. And I think for the basement specifically, Moisture is going to be a huge consideration.
0: Right. A damp basement can be caused by a number of different things. You could have moisture migrating through the foundation. You could have it coming in from small gaps around the windows.
1: Pipes that are leaking. Yeah, a leaky shower, a
0: leaky toilet. Nobody wants that. But if you do, you got to deal with it. There are a number of signs as you go down there and look to see if you've got a moisture problem. First Yeah, water. Water. (laughs) You got water down there. There you go. That that tells you right away there's a moisture problem. But, but
1: if it smells like mold or mildew, right. that's a really good clue that there's some moisture.
0: Damp or musty. You could have that white powder on the walls, right? Efflorescence. Oh, yes. Right. Efflorescence. A lot of you may have that in the basement. I had that in mine. I thought it was some kind of fungus. Well, yeah. It
1: looks kind of like mold. It's fuzzy. It
0: scared me. And it grossed me out. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on down there. But really, all it is is salt. It's salt deposits. Right. There's salt in the ground, perhaps, at your foundation or in the foundation blocks. And then when water comes off the roof or whatever it will soak down and it will travel through those foundation blocks, pick up that salt, turn it into solution, and then when it gets into your basement, it, it dries will evaporate out. Yeah. and it leaves that salt behind. And that's what you're seeing there with that white powder.
1: So really not scary, but it does you know, tell you that something is going on.
0: It definitely tells you something's going on. So look at the basement and try to determine if you've got a moisture issue going on down there. If you do, you've got to address it. You're not going to want to move on to any painting Without fixing this, because it's just going to exacerbate the problem down the road.
1: Right. I think running a dehumidifier is a really simple trick. Um, if it just smells a little musty down there and it's not a giant issue, then that can really take care of a lot of things. But a good one too, you know, looking around the windows, if you do have water coming in from those, run some new caulk in the spring and make sure those are sealed up nice or even replace the windows if they're really old.
0: Yeah, Haley likes to spend everybody else's money. She's (laughs) recommending new windows all around. I
1: mean, if you're going to redo the basement, that's a great step.
0: (laughs) They will really go a long way. That is something to check out. But yeah, like you're saying, uh, caulk those. Uh, Check the, if you've got a washer and dryer down there, check to make sure that that vent is venting outside and make sure that there's no obstructions to that. And also obviously repair any plumbing issues that would be going on if you do have leaks. So that's all inside stuff. Moving outside in the spring, you're going to want to install eaves trough if you don't have it because we talked about that efflorescence and and water trickling in through your walls. All of those problems, really, a lot of that can be addressed by going outside and just channeling that water further away from the home to begin with.
1: Exactly. Eaves
0: trough really helps with that. If you do have eaves trough, make sure that it's free of blockages and that it uh, channels the water far enough away from the house. At
1: least six feet is ideal. From the foundation.
0: Right. Then you're going to want to make sure you check the grade around the home. The soil should slope away from the house. Yeah,
1: that's the key there. (laughs) If it's sloping towards the house, you've definitely got a problem. Yeah, you were
0: not supposed to have moats. If it looks like a moat around your house, it may be, you know, a great defense. Against certain
1: Right. Invaders? Yeah, maybe you
0: wouldn't get the burglar in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> but it is gonna be a moisture problem. Yes, yeah, so it's gotta slope away from the house and a great rule of thumb is one inch per foot for ten feet. A minimum for sure of four feet. So one inch per foot for at least four feet. That's how it has to slope down. Okay. So I'm trying mi- to
1: do the math in my head.
0: Yeah, it's I'll draw a picture later. Okay. It's complicated. <laughs> Just look at the house and make sure it's sloping away. That's the big thing there. Now, I know that this all sounds like a lot of work, and it can be, but not all of us are going to have every single one of these issues.
1: Yeah, and if you do have an extreme moisture problem in the basement, make sure you're contacting experts like people from Airs Basement Systems. We've had Zach on the show numerous times, and he's a great resource.
0: Right. There's a lot of help out there if you need it. It's definitely some work, but it's worth it. All right, Haley, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to start digging into the actual prep work for painting. And the good news is, that part, way easier than everything we just covered. You're going to fly through this stuff. That's all just ahead. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco like Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and Haley, we're talking about how to take a concrete block wall basement, you know, some dingy, dusty, oh, it doesn't have to be dingy, does it? I guess it could be.
1: Turn a lot of insults here. I
0: <laughs> we know what it's like. I had a basement like that. It wasn't a fun place to be. That's where the laundry was. And it was pretty desolate and dark and kind of creepy. Yeah, and just
1: run down there and then run back up yes, as fast as possible. Yes.
0: And then I went and cleaned it painted it, you know, put a light color on the walls, and I couldn't believe the difference really, really changed how we feel, felt about being down there, of course, but we also found we used the space so much more. Totally. And looking ahead to the next segment, we're going to be talking with Nick Sargent from Johnson Carpet One about flooring options for home gyms. And Largely we, in the basement. A lot of home gyms are ending up in the basement right now, and we thought, let's You know, not just talk about flooring to put down, but let's talk about how you get those walls prepped and cleaned and painted so the space feels nice. Definitely. And last segment we went through all the different things you need to do regarding checking for moisture because moisture is a big issue in the basement and then dealing with what you find. And it's really critical that you do deal with what you find because if you just paint over moisture problems That
1: water is going to push its way through that paint is going to peel.
0: Exactly. You're just kicking the problems down the road. So if you missed that segment, go back Check the podcast and and you'll get the information. But now we're going to move into what you need to do to prep those walls for paint and then the paint that you might want to use. And the good news is this part really can be pretty simple.
1: Yeah, if you've got a shot vac and a good bristle brush – attachment, all you really need to do, if it's just dusty down there, mm-hmm. is give it a good vacuum.
0: Yeah, that will go a long way. You don't necessarily need to wash those walls down and do all kinds of work like that. And if, if like Haley's saying, if all it is is dusty and dirty and cobwebby, right, I'd probably recommend not introducing all that moisture to the walls and just go straight to the shop vac. But every now and then... We have different things down there that we might need to deal with. A couple of them we want to highlight. One of them could be efflorescence. We talked about it in the last segment, and it's a white, powdery buildup.
1: Yeah, basically salt.
0: Yeah, it shows up on the walls and it is salt that just has it's it's a sign of a moisture issue. And if you've got that efflorescence built up, what you need to do is really just hit it with a wire brush or a good stiff bristled brush. Exactly. Take it down, get rid of it and then hit the whole area with a shop vac with a bristled face just to remove all the residue and stuff like that. I know online if you look into it you might r- run into a couple of articles here and there that talk about using muriatic,
1: muriatic acid. Yeah,
0: muriatic acid and we'd recommend staying away from that. There's
1: No, it really opens Pandora's box. There's a lot of issues that can come up from using that acid and it's not necessary.
0: Right. So, hit it with the wire brush, shop vac it off. That's efflorescence. If the walls are flaking, you know, you might have a previous paint on there, let's say, that's flaking off. And it might be happening in, in a few areas. Hopefully it's not wholesale, the whole basement. A lot of the times it'll be in a few areas where you had moisture at one point, the paint didn't bond. Sometimes people will think often, I think it's yes, wishful thinking. I think it's often. <laughs> They're hoping that when I put a new coat on, that's going to just, you know, like spandex, because you know well, what spandex like will do. It
1: it down, I think. That's That's what I'm thinking with spandex. I'm going to put that on.
0: He is in shape. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a spandex holding everything together. No, the paint isn't going to do that. Was that gross? It's probably gross for an early morning, isn't it? I
1: don't want to hear about your spandex, Dan.
0: (laughs) I know. Nobody does, but everybody did. Anyway, the paint is not going to do that. It's not going to spandex your walls together. You've got to make sure you get that chipping paint off and create a good foundation for your new paint. So deal with that, but you've got to make sure if your house was built prior to 1978 or if it's been painted prior to 1978...
1: You could have lead.
0: Yes. For some reason, I thought you were going to say lice. (laughs) As a parent, that's where my brain goes. They could have lice. I know it's lice. Is it the children? Are they covered with lice? It was like you didn't know what I was going to say. No, I literally, for a split second, oh, now my head itches. That's how it works. No,
1: we're talking about lead-based paint. Nothing to do with lice.
0: It could be lead-based paint. You've got to take precautions before you go scrape that. So if you're thinking... The situation is pre nineteen seventy eight. You're gonna to wanna to ask some questions. Any rep Port City Paint store is a good place to start. So, what other things would there be? We covered cleaning.
1: Well, we, covered, we haven't finished cleaning. Oh, we
0: gotta talk about mold and mildew.
1: Mold and mildew and potentially grease. If someone's used the basement as a workshop previously. There and they were could a slob.
0: <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> <No>. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It could happen to anybody. You know, if they had a little metal
1: shop down there and they had, you know, some oil on a piece that they were grinding. I mean, that splatter ends up on the wall over time. Gotta get that off. Maybe they didn't clean it. So having a good degreaser like crud cutter or spray nine is going to help get that off and make sure that surface is ready to be painted.
0: Right. We carry those products. You would wash the walls down with those. Make sure you rinse it really well. Yes. Let's talk about mold or mildew. Anytime you're painting on a bathroom, wherever, Mm -hmm. if you've got mold or mildew, it's a living thing, right? And we need to kill it.
1: <laughs> yes, right. The pain is not going to stop it. It will, it will, just, will just keep coming through.
0: So if you've got that on your basement walls, you're going to want to use a solution of one part bleach to four parts water. To four parts water, that works really well. And just wash the walls down with that. And make sure you're wearing goggles
1: while you do that. Yes, that scrubbing. You know, yes. there's splatter.
0: Yes, it's I've dangerous. done that. I've spattered it straight into my eyes right after telling everybody. This will never totally go into my eyes. Yeah. Why would I need <laughs> glasses or goggles for this? And then it happens. So, yes, use goggles, ventilate well, and make sure you're wearing old clothes, husbands. That's a tip for you from oh, yeah, past a experience. Yeah, good way to ruin some clothes. Huh? Oh, yeah. It's not a good way to ruin them, but it's quick. So, <laughs> exactly. anyway, mold, mildew, stuff like that. If you're lucky and all it is is just dusty, cobwebby, Hit it with a shop vac, like we said in the beginning, Super and you're ready blank. to go. Now let's get to paint, and then we'll wrap this whole thing up. Let's talk about bare cinder block wall basements to start with, or poured concrete, either one. Bare. There's no paint on it. There's no moisture issues. Really? Really? You just hit it with your finished paint, yeah. or you could use a primer for that first coat.
1: Right. I think I always like using a primer first on any really porous surface, like wood or concrete. And it just saves you some paint down the road, potentially.
0: Yeah. So a primer would be an option, and then two coats of finish. We'd still say, even with a primer, two coats yes, of finish.
1: definitely. Don't
0: use that primer coat to skimp on your Paints. finish. Because you're going to end up regretting the results in the end. It's not going to be as durable or washable and just not going to look as good. But anyway, primer would be an option. The finish, what we'd recommend, uh, probably a satin sheen or an eggshell. Yep. It's going to give you a nice little more washability. washability. And product-wise, you don't need to go crazy here. You could use Repcolite's Carefree, Benjamin Moore's Ben.
1: If you wanted to go crazy, though, you could use Scuff-X. There's really not any other paint out there that's going to do as much as far as durability.
0: Right. It's going to resist scuffs like crazy and it's gonna seal those walls off
1: really in a, nicely. In yeah, a
0: really remarkable manner. They're gonna feel great and resist a lot of dirt and all of that. That scuff X, it's probably worth it, but you gotta decide what you're gonna do with that space. Overall, painting a dark, unpainted basement is a tremendous project you're not going to drop tons of money on product
1: and it's a huge transformation huge
0: transformation definitely stop out at any Light lighter port city paint store and ask if that even remotely sounds interesting (laughs) now we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to be in the studio with nick Sargent from johnson carpet one talking about flooring options for that home gym that we just created a great space for that's all just ahead stay tuned you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. On news radio, Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. And we're back, and Haley and I are in the studio with Nick Sargent, a designer at Johnson Carpet One in Granville. Nick, thanks Hello. for being here. Yeah, you've been here a bunch of times yes. in the past. Yes, yes. And then COVID happened. <laughs> and now we got you back again. Yeah, thank you Such for having me. Like, yeah, it's it's kind of fun to see people yeah. again. I know, you know, exactly. We've been doing more and more of this and it's it's been a lot of fun. Well anyway, Nick, you pitched a great topic to us. You reached yes. out a couple of weeks ago and talked about how, you know, with things the way they are, a lot yes. of people are creating gym spaces in mm-hmm. their home. Mm-hmm. And I know that's true Mm because I've done that. I've Mm -hmm. done that. You've done that. My son's done that. We've got all kinds of people who've Mm -hmm. done that just in my little sphere of influence.
1: Right, which is.
0: It's, yeah, it's pretty intense. It's an intense (laughs) sphere, but it is very small. (laughs) Thank you, Haley. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to be a friend, I, I'm looking for friends. Anyway, Nick, you reached out and said, yes. hey, let's talk about flooring for home gyms because yes. it's a bigger thing. Yes. And yeah, we just want to kind of let you run with it. You're seeing yeah. requests for this in the store?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So people come in or especially in new builds because our houses are getting bigger in new builds. Mm-hmm. You know, you're starting to see that dedicated home gym area in, in new builds or, or people maybe You know, they're remodeling the basement and they want to convert a space to a home gym. Mm -hmm. So um, most customers come in and want to talk about rubber flooring, which is a great option for gyms.
0: Now, are we talking these pieces that you put together or is it rolled just a big sheet of it?
2: Uh, So there's roll goods. Uh, There's there's are the interlocking ones or there's like the tile ones that don't interlock. Um, So it can either be a floating or it can be a glue down product. So usually it's it's black with a 10 percent or 20 percent color fleck in there and you usually get to pick the color you like so you know know, yeah 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 and and some of them will even come with two colors so if you have your favorite sports team you can get that in there and things like that so all right um and yeah so a lot of people come in asking for that you know and there's other great alternatives to it just because you know rubber it does smell a little bit you know you kind of get that rubbery smell especially in a smaller space it takes a very very long time for it to dissipate um you know and then also if you create a room like that and especially if you're limited on space and you're taking four bedrooms or are converting one of them to a, a home gym with rubber now you have a workout room and you instead of other products which might be more of a flex room to All use right.
0: So what will this rubber floor hold up to? You know, for example, yeah. my son does a lot of real
1: weightlifting. Yes. Yeah, like serious. Yes. Yeah, I play
0: around with it. Yeah. yeah. He's the real deal. <laughs> yeah. And you know, at the gym, he he's able to drop these bars yes. onto the floor and yes. bang around. Is that something he'd be able to pull off or not, not still in a home gym? I can't imagine. Oh
2: yeah, with rubber floor you could still do that, especially if it's below grade or over concrete. So, okay. um
0: yeah, I would, I would really be hesitant yeah. in the upstairs.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah, we moved the couch because yeah, Caleb no. exercises oh, directly gosh. above. Yeah so, yeah. so below grade.
2: Yeah, below grade or, or if you're on grade with concrete. I mean, I yeah, you're basically gluing to the concrete and yeah, that's going to absorb all the pressure or all the weight or, or everything when you're dropping it and, and not cause any
0: damage. How thick is this? This flooring that you're
2: talking about? Uh, it ranges. Typical is about three eighths, but we can get quarter inch, we can get half inch. Um, so it comes in various thicknesses. And yes, you know, the the more uh, physical demanding stuff, sure. like, you know, weightlifting or deadlifting or things like that, you're probably gonna want a thicker floor versus the thinner option. So,
0: so it's just directly applied to the concrete. Yes. There's no padding or anything. I don't nope. double it up. I just put the one layer down. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: it's pretty serious stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: But like you said, there's a smell. Yes, yes. I'm really concerned about smells. Yeah. Smells really don't affect me. Actually, I'm concerned about other people because that's my way. You've got a terrible sense of smell. Yeah, you could drop a dead skunk on my lap, Nick, and I wouldn't know it, (laughs) Uh, except for the fact that I'd see it. Yeah, sure. So
2: most of the rubber is going to be made from recycled tires or recycled rubber products. So it's recycled rubber. um, And that does have an odor to it. And yeah, it does take sometimes months, even could be years before it completely dissipates.
0: No chemicals that I'm worried about.
2: No, not chemical. It's just that it's just the, the process of, of converting you know the, the recycled material into ground sure. rubber for flooring and other applications that uses it does yeah have a smell.
0: All right. So that's rubber flooring. Mm-hmm. And that's Pros rolled and goods, yep. it's yeah. tiles, it's interlocking yes. stuff. You got all of that. How does that price out compared to some other stuff? Um, got to be a little pricier. It can be
2: a little well some options can be more pricey, but if we're going with the standard ones that have like the 10% color fleck or whatever like that, you know, you're you're 5-6 dollars a square foot for the material and that's on average with a lot of other products these days. So it's terribly not too much more.
0: All right, is this a DIY install or is this I need somebody who
2: if you're doing the, the the locked together one, that can be DIY. Uh, the glue-down version, preferably a professional who does it. Yeah, um, that makes sense. They're going to have also the roller to uh, get the glued adhere correctly yeah, and things yeah. like that. All
0: right. So that's the rubber flooring. Yes, sir. Now, there's, there's other options, right? Yes, yes. What would those other options be? Work us
2: all right, so if we're that. still doing some heavy lifting and deadlifting in home workout, or we have large heavy equipment such as your bow flex and things like that, sure. um, carpet tile is a great option. Um, they come in more patterns, more colors, more looks, and things like that. And another uh, related product to that would be called Kinetics. Uh, which is this carpet tile that is developed for airports. So it can take a lot of abuse. So cool. Uh, It does. And it comes in about 20 different visuals. It almost feels a little bit like vinyl. There's some texture to it. But I mean, it's great for home gyms because we can still do all that heavy work we want to do, but it's easier to maintain. You don't have the smell and things like that. So.
1: Well, I like that option just because I've actually used like the rubber tiles before Mm -hmm. and they're really hard to keep clean. Yes. Like I've used the wrong chemical on it before and ruined it. I mean you have to be careful. Or like
2: Not to sound disgusting at all, the sweat
1: is, right. is, is, is not bad,
2: but at the same time, you might see some areas that might look slicker than others just because they've gotten no, more sweat it's on them. so over,
1: true. Over time. Oh,
2: Dan's been there.
0: Oh, and there. Well, he really gets around, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're not wrong. Yeah, or, you're going to need railings
0: like, to man, you know, navigate <laughs> this place without slipping. Or like, I don't know if you have like,
2: athletic leisure wear and you lay right on directly of rubber, like it it doesn't move very well you kind of right. have to get a separate mat down uh-huh. sometimes like a yoga mat or something like that because yeah trying to do you know uh, either yoga or or uh, body resistance yeah stuff like that yeah so so i'm gonna stick to the floor like velcro
1: no. not like velcro <laughs> well
2: that's what i'm picturing but it's a, it, it's hard to move a little bit
1: there's yeah. just oh. like
0: that's if i wear a leisure of- suit
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not implying that I don't wear. <laughs> then let's just move on. Kay.
1: Anyway, so I what... like the kinetic flooring option. Yeah. I think how that. does that clean
0: up, and how does that install? Is it goods it, or it's it's tiles? Yeah, said. so
2: it's carpet tiles so it's glue down product, um, and you just you just vacuum it or sweep it. Oh, you um, couldn't
0: even wreck that, Haley. Yeah,
1: exactly. Way well, to that's go. What I'm saying. Yeah.
0: So and can I slide around on that? Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. And what about sweat? Sweats fine just on Just wicks it. right away. Wicks right away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. That's yeah. sounding like the flooring for me. Yeah. We're in the studio with Nick Sargent from Johnson Carpet One in Granville talking about flooring for home gyms. We've gone over rubber flooring. Yep. Yeah. Which seems to price out way cheaper than I was envisioning. Yes. In my head, I always go to big numbers and yeah. it was reasonable. Yeah. And now we just talked about a, a number of different
2: carpet tile option.
0: Carpetile options yeah. what other things are there or did we have we lived it all now
2: or you know if you're doing light exercises or maybe you just have like a bike or something Uh, You know, just your vinyl plank floors that are very popular these days, either the Mm -hmm. floating or the glue down versions, you know, those work just fine, too. You know, there you're just sweeping, you're mopping the floors. Um, I probably wouldn't do any like deadlifting or dropping weights on them. uh, But if you're just doing light stuff at home or a little yoga at home and things like that, all those type of floors are great for that option as well.
0: Do you know, Nick, I have a, 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 what is that called? A stationary bike. I was going to say a motion bike. Uh, (laughs) Oh, That's the opposite. (laughs) Hi. You know how I exercise? I exercise and play video games at the same time. <laughs> how many people sweat while playing video games? Probably not not many. many. No, I gone I've gone fifteen miles playing Spider Man. <laughs> That's something else. And that way I should have a floor where the sweat which yeah. I'm not gonna say it is a problem. But I'm not gonna say it's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it would just wipe off the vinyl yes, final yes. And those are DIY install, right? Yes,
2: if you'd like the floating huh. versions, can be, yes.
0: Now, okay. Do I need what do I need to do to put down underneath that? And what do I need to, you know, I'm thinking lower level stuff yeah, here. Yeah. Am I concerned? How concerned am I about moisture, about things like that?
2: Nope, you shouldn't be. Unless in, but that goes back to bigger issues in the house. If you're getting moisture come up through your content, you need something down, but that's a bigger issue in the house. For most people in a base basement, your moisture should be should not have enough where you need to put an extra vapor barrier down. Okay. All right. So if I have Let's an
0: inch of out. water, this is not going to cover that. No. No. Just <laughs> no over there. Then you need that. to run away. Okay. Sell the house. Move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Get a hold of Airs basement yeah. systems. Get that figured out. Yes. But for most basements, it's fine. There's yes. no underlayment kind of a material. No, no
2: because a lot of that's already going to be built into the product. Into the so product.
0: So cool. <laughs> all right. A lot of different options. You've got all of that in the showroom? Yes, we do. What other things do you have? Over there,
2: uh, pretty much if it goes on the floor or the wall. So we carry carpet, tile, vinyl, laminates, hardwoods, all those things.
0: And you've got people on staff yes. all over yep. the place waiting to help. It's a huge it's showroom. It is. Yes, yeah. yeah,
2: it it's the nice. It's it's nice because it's, it's big. It's spread out. Plenty of space.
0: Yeah, definitely. We we yeah. When we've been there, Haley, for different events, you guys yes. are always very nice. You invite us to a lot of those, and we see customers there, and there's plenty of room to spread out, mm-hmm. tables to put
1: Oh, well, there's so many options. On. You guys yeah. have so yeah. much to look at. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Johnson Carpet One, where are you located, Nick?
2: Downtown Granville, Chicago Drive in Wilson.
0: And if our listeners want to get a hold of you, what's the best number?
2: Uh, it is 616-531-3100 is our main number.
0: Nick from Johnson Carpet One, thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you. And there you go, episode 248, which was crisp and new just, what, an hour ago. It's now old and withered. But oh if you want to go back and catch it in its prime, you can find it online at repcolite.com. And while you're there, subscribe to the podcast and you'll never miss another episode.
1: Make sure that you follow us on Facebook and Instagram, too. We've got all kinds of stuff that we post on there, color palettes, inspiration, and, of course, happy Valentine's Day to those that are or, like me and want to be festive. Right,
0: or <laughs> the ones buying presents for themselves. Yes. Whatever you do today, have a great one. Make sure paint's a part of it. The Repcolite in Port City Paints are open until 3 waiting to help. I'm Dan Hanson.
1: And I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.